Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey everybody, welcome to Unlocking the Magic. And on today's show, we are going to talk about our perfect day inside the Magic Kingdom. And we are going to do, this is going to be another series that we're going to do. And we're going to list our perfect day at each of the parks, but... We're going to start off with my favorite park, the Magic Kingdom. I'm sure it's a lot of people's favorite park. And a lot of people go to these parks. They don't know what to do, where to begin. They kind of want to see it all. So, which is fine. I mean, you know, you can see it all if you really try. But sometimes it's best to kind of pace yourself. And I like to list our favorite day. Maybe it'll inspire you to check something out that you might have missed or some ideas that, you know, you might not have think thought of beforehand. So, here yeah. we go. Yeah, and this, this is our perfect day after going there a bazillion times, so. Yeah, so we kind of know. First few trips wasn't so perfect. Not at all. And it was a hot mess, actually. <laughs> it was a hot mess. We did a lot of, like, looping around, you know, the classic scenario of, like, taking the carriage, and it seemed like we were strapped to this carriage the whole time and locked with you know, bunch of stuff. We like, I think we brought in way too much stuff. Like we had backpacks of stuff that we didn't even need. Um, it was that classic scenario where you put your backpack on the stroller when the kids aren't sitting in it and the, the stroller tips over. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, and we did no planning, you know, prior to our first few trips, which I don't recommend that whatsoever. I don't like to be bogged down to a like tight schedule, but planning a little bit, really helps so let's start off with i want to start off with heading towards the magic kingdom because i know that everyone kind of does a lot of the same thing where they head to the transfer station they hop on the ferry to get over to the magic kingdom there's nothing wrong with that but if you want a little insider tip you know we really love heading over to our favorite resorts like the polynesian eating breakfast there in the morning and then heading over with the ferry to the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, the only thing with that is you're not supposed to park your car there for more than three hours. So you can do that if you can go over, eat your breakfast, go to the park. If maybe you're going to do what we suggest and take a lunch break, yep. go back, get your car, go for a lunch break, and then go back and do the same thing again. But you can't. You're not supposed. You're not supposed to leave your car there parked while you're in the parks. I would say the best thing to do is if you're not. A resort guest, which we usually stay at the Polynesian would or, you know, the Floridian, I would say that now they have an, a great service. Uber is a great service. I would definitely consider taking an Uber yeah, or even or, a taxi. I really. And it's not that expensive because inside the resort, inside Disney property, it's not very big. So it's probably like a five minute ride from point A to point B. So I think it's really worth it. And at the end of the night you're going to love it because it's going to be way easier to get back to your hotel room. So anyway, um, that's kind of just starting off my day. But once we arrive at the Magic Kingdom, I find that people are just rushing, crowding, trying to get you know in to see as much as possible. But a lot can be missed when you do that. And when I first arrive, I love hanging out down the town square area. I love looking at the old fire station um, just the whole backdrop of all the buildings, tons of places to take pictures in the morning. And 
I always love Bruce and I, you know, he's not so much photogenic in the mornings as I am. But Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> You're always like, enough already. Oh, well, you said photogenic. Does that mean I'm ugly on pictures in the morning? No, but you're like not into it. No, I'm <laughs> never into taking pictures, to be honest with you. It's true. But I do love taking family pictures in the morning because we all generally look better in the morning than a long, hot day in Florida. Yeah. But you know what I like to do the first thing we get in there is go under where the train track is. Go, you know, when you, go, when you hop on the train... Uh, right in the middle, in the, in the beginning of uh, the Magic Kingdom, you have to walk up those stairs. But underneath the tunnel there, you can kind of go in there. And there's all kinds of pictures of Walt uh, with trains and all kinds of pictures of trains and a little bit of history of the trains. And I like going in there and, you know, seeing something. I feel like that's something that people just rush by. You know, in the morning, they rush by there to get to wherever they're going on what attraction. And then when they leave, they're exhausted. So there's there's no sense in going in there and looking at that. But take us two seconds. Walk around the corner there. Take a, take a look at those those photos of all those trains. It's actually really interesting. Yeah, and Walt Disney had a strong connection to the trains, and it's really cool to see him referenced all over the park, and I love that about it. And I love taking the time to see all these little clues and little pieces of history that are throughout the park. So definitely do that. Would you suggest totally they hop on the train right in the beginning or later? Um, I'm kind of tossed between that's funny that you mentioned that because I keep kind of going back and forth with it. Like that's something that I really love doing, but then, but then I also really love the chance to stroll down main street leisurely in the beginning of the day as well. So that's a a coin. I, I, it depends maybe every other time we go. So we'll go right on the train and take a loop around the magic kingdom. Yeah. What happens is you always get enticed to hop off and then you're exactly kind of mess up your day. Cause you're, you start, you, don't the, do you start at the beginning and then you end up halfway across the, well not halfway all the way across the other side of the park. Yeah. I think that if you are going to take the train, which is really beautiful and the train is amazing. The, and this train is absolutely gorgeous. Um, don't hop off. Take a whole loop around the Magic Kingdom, and really the kids love it. Um, but again, it, it could be something you can do later on in the day. Like I'll talk about later on, like midday, where I like to head back to the town, uh, where I like to head back to Main Street to grab a coffee. So that could be something you could do yeah. around that time. Um, but I definitely think just hanging out at Town Square, seeing the Main Street vehicles is so cute and adorable. Like that's something that. You only really see in the morning, and we got to see the mayor. <laughs> Remember, we have, yeah. I have pictures. Yep. Um, I tried to take a selfie with the mayor. It was hilarious. Uh, stuff like that is really it, – it, it definitely just the whole theme part of it really makes you feel like you've gone way back in history. So I love that. I love taking pictures. And also strolling down Main Street and seeing all the photos and the buildings with the names in the buildings – not many people really see that as a reference to Walt Disney um, and people that have helped Disney along the way. Yeah, a lot of those names on the – not a lot, but many of them are part of Disney history. They're not necessarily named the same way they are in Disney history, but the names themselves you'll recognize. If you read any books that we suggest or listen to any of the audio or you know watch any TV shows about Walt, you'll recognize most of those names on those buildings. Yeah, please read some books. You know what? I think if anything, if people can take away from the podcast is prep yourself before your trip, whether it's your first, second, third, whatever. If you've never picked up a history book about Walt Disney and the whole company, um, I really suggest doing so and involve the whole family because 
it really sends a strong message to kids, to adults, to anybody. Inspire it really inspires you. Um, yeah, you really when, you'll really think of your this your trip in a different way once you pick up a book or read a book about you know the history of Walt Disney and Disney World and Disneyland. Exactly, and then you'll see how much of these parks a reference directly to Walt Disney's life and you know t it just speaks volumes and you really get a sense of appreciation you know than you would normally do I mean these parks are beautiful don't get me you know obviously you go to the parks to have a good time but it's also cool to see the meaning behind some of these right so yeah. sorry I got I got sidetracked there all right um, so anyway you get in the park you just got there. You looked at the railroad pictures. You walked around Main Street a little bit, walked down Main Street, checked out the names on the buildings, maybe hopped in a store, grabbed a coffee, and then what do you do? Well, part of that sort of hanging out on Main Street would definitely have to be going to see Mickey Mouse because I know that you and I kind of disagree. Sometimes we like to do it first thing. Sometimes we wait until the end of the night. Um, it can be a toss-up for me. I feel like in the morning maybe it's, it's better because we look nicer, but there is also something really cool about going to see Mickey Mouse over in the town um, hall theater. Yeah, if you're the going to share your photos with Mickey Mouse, go in the morning. If you're not, <laughs> yeah. you can go at the end. Yeah, because it's kind of cool, like leaving the Magic Kingdom. It's like the last thing we do. Yeah, and Mickey's a hot mess at the end of the night, too. <laughs> it's funny. It's cute to see. He's like exhausted. Richard, two Mickey Mouses in and out. It's so cool because it's like in his dressing room and like the kids really, I mean, Forget the kids. I really believe that I'm in his dressing room. And you are in his dressing room. <laughs> it's so cool. So that's definitely a must uh, do. A must do at some point, like again, beginning or the end of the day. But strolling down Main Street, and then I would say once you head down Main Street, a lot of times we get confused on which direction to go to because there's really three ways you can go. You can go left to um, Adventureland. Yeah. Um, or straight into Fantasyland or right into Tomorrowland. So it depends on where the crowd's moving. Like if we see this big thing of crowds going a certain way, we usually try to avoid the crowds. But I really love going straight into Cinderella Castle because I think that it really sets the tone of the day. And I love taking pictures in the morning with the backdrop of the I don't think many people realize how beautiful the the grounds are at Cinderella Castle. Not just the castle from afar, but the grass, the little... Um, the flowers, yeah. It depends on yeah. what time you get there, too. If Because if you get there when there's a show going on, you're not going to be able yeah. to go straight. That's true, too. So, you know, you definitely have to keep that in mind. But So don't get if, there during the show. So if you don't get there during the show and you can go straight through, I would, I would usually have already booked my fast passes in the morning for the morning up, and I would definitely want to go visit... Um, my favorite attraction has to be Peter Pan's flight. There's just something really old school about this attraction and it hasn't changed much at all since it first, but it still seems so modern. It's really hard to explain, but that's, I don't, um, know, I don't get, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. Well, I, I just think it's, I like that. Right. But I don't understand why the line's so long. It is. I know. That's why that's one of the attractions that might seem not. How do I put it this way? Not worth overrated. Well, it might not seem like a, wor uh, a worthy for your fast pass when you're booking these from your home, but I definitely think it's something you should do because it is a really great attraction, but maybe not worth 
an hour to sit in line and wait for it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. If you're going to use a fast, if you have two, how many fast passes do you get with a park day? It's usually three. Excuse me. Um, Were you, what happened there? I'm clearing my throat. <laughs> okay, so you get three fast passes. I would use one here because I feel like the lately the Peter Pan ride, the line has been longer than Space Mountain. It has been quite long. I wonder There's why. something about that queue that goes extremely slow. Well, anyway, it's a great attraction. Sorry. I love it. No, I really love it. And, and Bruce is right. Like, it is a really long line. So it's one of those attractions where if you have to wait an hour – no matter how good the attraction is, sometimes you just, it's, it's never, I don't know. It just never feels worth it, but having that fast pass definitely makes you enjoy the experience that much more. And I really love the whole being on the pirate ship and fly. If you really feel like you're flying when you're in there, it's really cute. And I love that Bruce and I can sit alone. (laughs) The three kids can go by themselves. Yeah. Have a nice break of, Kind of adult time, even though we're in um, Peter Pan's flight. Anyway, so from that from that point on, I would probably just continue on inside Fantasyland, um, seeing some of my favorites like Mickey's Philharmonic. I love that 4D show. That's probably one of my favorite. Um, other well, then other than Captain EO up in Epcot, because that's that's a really cool show. Yeah. But I really love um, this particular 4D experience, and it's nice and cool. Yeah, that's that, that's nice when it's uh, 95 degrees outside. You hop in there. Not only is the theater cooled, but the waiting area is cool too. Yeah. So it's oh, one yeah. of the, it's one of the only attractions that not one of the only ones, but it's the one where you get to go wait inside and it's air conditioned. So not only is it AC when you're in the ride, but it's while you wait. Yeah, exactly. So I definitely. Um, really loves that attraction. And I love, um, you know, all of Fantasyland I try to do in the morning. Um, I guess we don't see everything. Like, we don't necessarily go to It's a Small World, even though that's like a historic ride. It's just something that we've seen a few times and we've kind of, we kind of gone enough where we, we, we don't have to skip. We can sort of skip the things that you see once, you kind of seen it. Yeah, I mean, as you go, the more you go, and even in the in the first few times that you go, you shouldn't try to get on every single ride. Pick a few that you really want to go on and go on those. And, uh, you know, rushing from ride to ride can really wear you down throughout the day. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then you find it being 6, 7, 8 o'clock, and you're exhausted and tired and cranky. So, you know, take the time. Maybe you don't hop on every single ride just to get on every ride. You know, I think that, I think that the big difference here would be, like, if you have – small children and you find that a lot of the attractions to ride as a family, you know, are not, are limited. If you're limited, then you definitely want to go see to go, you know, go into, it's a small world or right. Because then you can all sit together and it's a nice experience, but with all us, right, so by this time it's lunchtime, then where are you going to, what are you going right. to do? So by this time we're starving. Um, by this so, time I was starving an hour ago. <laughs> so by this time, sorry, it's just you're always so you're always hungry. That's hilarious. Um, so by this time we are we're hungry. This is true. And right next to Fantasyland is um, another part of the park that's close by that we always like to get our lunch. And um, it's sort of near Frontierland, um, but this is where you'll find the Hall of Presidents. Um, 
this whole area here is called, um, gosh, I'm blanking out, uh, Liberty Square. Sorry. There you go. Um, and we love getting lunch here at the Harbor House. It Lunch to me is a toss-up between the Harbor House because I really love their offerings there. You can get fish and chowder and stuff that you don't, I guess, normally get other at other parks. Um, but then I also do love getting lunch at, we've done this a few times at Be Our Guest, the quick service. So it depends. I think if you, can, uh, if you can get Be Our Guest lunch, go there. Yeah, Right. The yeah, other I guess alternative is the, if you can't get lunch there, the Harbor House is good. I like the Harbor House for the atmosphere, not so much the menu. The menu is okay. You know, there's good stuff on the menu. It's not the best menu in the Magic Kingdom or anywhere, but it's more the atmosphere and the fact that it's never really that busy. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't really seem that busy. I don't know why. Maybe because we go upstairs. Yeah, it's so spread out that everybody kind of huddles downstairs. It's so spread out. Do do people not know that there's an upstairs? I feel like every time we go, oh, whoops, (laughs) darn it. Yeah. Another another secret revealed. Um. All right. So we're eating lunch. We're full bellied. We are, are happy. Bruce is no longer cranky, which means my life is a lot better. Right. Um, <laughs> then I would say we usually stick around Liberty Square. So we'd probably hit up the Hall of, Ma- um, Hall of Presidents, either. Um, or the know, Haunted Mansion. Go- we definitely go in the Haunted Mansion, without a doubt. Um, we probably. A lot of these attractions, you know, we kind of seem to be able to hit all these at a certain time and are also able to relax a lot of the day where we're able to walk. I feel like a little bit more and, and go back to these attractions. Cause I think that some of these like the haunted mansion is really cool to see at night for some reason. It's a different experience, even though the attraction itself is indoors. Some something about leading it's up the to queue. The, the queue is different at night. Yeah. And like the way that the line is in the cemetery outside and all the, the things that you can see while you're walking through a line is much different at night than during the day. And it's a little bit cooler, so you're probably not as antsy. Exactly. All right, so uh, after the Haunted Mansion, you're going to head over where? You're going to head over to Tom Sawyer's Island? You're going to head over to Tom Sawyer's Island. That is something that I think a lot of people sort of disregard as, like, not fun because from from the exterior, it doesn't look like anything special, but really is a lot of fun over there. And it's not like this fun that you have like sensory overload, which I feel like some of these might give you that. No, it's like when you're a little kid playing fort in the in the woods behind your house. It's kind of fun. Yeah, totally. And these like little caves. Yeah, and... it makes you feel like you're like 10 again. Yeah. Um, so you get stuck you ever... like I did, did and you... then doesn't really feel like they're 10 anymore. Did you ever put the video up of us crossing the bridge over uh, on the... I don't think I did. Oh, boy. I wanted well, to, but I don't know. I want, I'm afraid to get sued. <laughs> By your sister? Yes, it's pretty embarrassing. So, anyway, that's a really... Maybe I should put it on... Maybe I should put that video up on this episode, since I didn't last time. Maybe I'll get her permission. Okay, so now we're done with Tom Sawyer's Island. We're probably going to head over Splash to... Mountain. Yeah, because it's probably hot, and we want to go to Splash Mountain. Um, and then from there... We're going to definitely want a Dole Whip because at that point, we're not hungry anymore, but we want something. I'm trying to think if I'm going to have a Dole Whip or a coffee. Maybe a Dole Whip, then a coffee, and then I'm going to hop back over to top, yeah. uh, Pirates, I think. Oh, right. Maybe hit a little 
treehouse as I'm walking to pirates. So my whole thing would be like, go get a Dole Whip. Maybe split a Dole Whip because we're not necessarily <laughs> hungry. <laughs> I just forgot who I was talking to. Split a Dole Whip. I'm hanging up on you. <laughs> okay, split a Dole Whip with the kids while Bruce has his I can't own. believe you just said that. <laughs> um, split a... <laughs> have a Dole Whip, pineapple Dole Whip. And then go over to... Like Bruce said, Swiss Family Robinson, definitely do the tree, definitely do Pirates. We probably would skip Aladdin, which we used to go on a lot when we had little, little kids. But now that they're older, it's something that we don't really need. I don't really need to no. do. I don't have the desire to go on. Probably going to uh, skip the Jungle Cruise, too, because it's probably midday and it's packed. So you could probably <laughs> go back and do the Jungle Cruise at night when there's less people or maybe right before Wishes happens and you can – Kind of hop on the jungle cruise while everybody's getting in line to see that. I highly recommend that. Like, first of all, the jungle cruise at night is way more fun than during the day. There's something about it; sort of gets spooky at night, and it's just a cool twist that the character, the cast members, really get into their scenes at night, and you really feel like you're on a jungle cruise. There's no other way to put it. Right. So, um. So definitely after all that, I would say that would be our point where we always head back to Main Street to grab a coffee. So this is probably around 4 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, midday. We're tired. We're kind of censored out, like sensory overload, and we just need a break. So we head back to Main Street. We, we talk. We turn to the people we're with, and we're like, hey, what's that over there? And we just take <laughs> off the other way because we're sick of hanging out with them for a little while. We try to lose them in the crowd. Yeah. Say that they're listening. I don't care. <laughs> um. So. Oh yeah, I forgot. They, I forgot they're listening. <laughs> well, people watch, so yeah. Don't be afraid to kind of grab a coffee and sit on the curb. Just don't know? stare, because that's kind of weird. Yeah, if you want to stare, I think I don't think that's kind of I don't think that's weird. I, I do. do some staring. Really? Don't stare. Staring is oh. weird. All right, so you're grabbing a coffee, you're relaxing. Like it's like you got it's like looking at the sun. You got to look and then look away. Take a look, then look away. That's true. You don't want to look too long, your eyes will burn. So, after you're relaxing and drinking your coffee, at that point you might if you haven't take taken a, a ride on the train, this might be a good opportunity for you to hop on the train and go back over to we usually go back over to um Oh, no, because we usually haven't started there. Uh, we, we hop on the train and go to Tomorrowland and visit that area. But something about having a coffee midday, just hanging out on Main Street again and just kind of people watching. Don't be rude. like. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the train ride, the train is is a pretty – it's a pretty long train ride. So it really ge- gears you up and gives you the second wind that you need. Along Like by then your coffee jolt has kicked in. And with the kids, something about – Starbucks hot chocolate, um, you know, that really gives them a kick they need for the rest of the night. Um, so they, so by then, you know, you, your coffee's kicked in, your feet are rested. Then you go in the teacups. No, <laughs> I don't know about the teacups. I have some stories about the teacups last time we went. No, you get your coffee and then you go to the teacups and then you go in the cars and then you take another break to get dinner. So, we haven't even done Tomorrowland at all. Yeah, that's after dinner. Then you hang out there the rest of the night. And then you call it a day. 
Well, you you got to go on some stuff in Tomorrowland, like get Carousel of Progress. The People Mover is cool. You know, that's a nice relaxing ride. That's you got to go on the People Mover after you eat dinner because then you're so full, you just sit on the People Mover and it just kind of relaxes you while you ride around. Right. So, um, I would say. I always try to, when I'm at the park, I try to coordinate our day with sort of our, when we're eating in our fast passes, because then that way it gives you some sort of ability to organize a little bit of your day. But try not to be so stuck on a schedule that you find yourself always looking for what's next. Like try to try to take some breaks here and there and, and, and sort of have it naturally come to you because that's when you really feel um, immersed in the park itself and you can really enjoy your experience there and not, like you said, you know, sometimes it's hard to have this strict schedule. You end up... Yeah, I mean, we're talking about it now and we've been talking about it for 25 minutes and it feels like we say go from ride to ride, but, you know, that 25, 30-minute talk is really 12, 13 hours, so... Spread right. it out. Don't just just because we say okay after we eat lunch we're going on the haunted mansion and then we're going to go on to uh, Tom Sawyer's Island and then we're going to go on to Pirates. It's like there's a lot of walking and talking and looking around in between that. Absolutely. Like it's not yeah. just like we hop off the ride and go right to the next one. You know we might wander around for thirty minutes before we go to the next thing. Yeah, I think that it has to come natural like that. Like you you have to have some kind of plan, but not to a point where you know, because you never know. One of your family members might be more exhausted than the other. So you kind of have to plan for that type of thing, too. And definitely schedule some breaks. And they can be breaks where you don't necessarily feel like you're missing out. Like, for instance, when we go get a when we do go get a, car, a coffee at Starbucks, we are sort of kind of watching and people watching. And who knows when we're sitting on curbside on main street there might be a parade crossing you know so you, i mean there's always yeah there's always shows and entertainers and things going on around you so just because you're sitting down having a coffee doesn't mean you're doing nothing you know you could be like you said that could be your point where you're going to watch the parade go by or somebody singing or doing something that's entertaining on main street right so you definitely get a lot more out of your experience than you would feel like you are you know i mean the park is it's expensive you know you're there for a short while, so you want to get as much as you can out of it. But just remember that sometimes that's not always the best idea. Um, to wrap up the night, definitely. Now, I don't necessarily need to see every show that happens in the Magic Kingdom, again, because we go pretty often. But the one way I love to wrap up the night is definitely seeing the electrical parade. It's something that I remember as a small child, my dad and I used to always get first front row of the... Um, of the parade route. And, uh, it was something that just, I, I have really close to my heart as a great memory as a kid. And it's still a beautiful parade that there's nothing else I've ever seen that compares to this parade. It's so cool. Yeah. It's mesmerizing. Our, our children are, even as they get older, they're still, you know, they they maybe, Oh, I don't want to watch the parade or they're tired. And then as soon as that thing comes around the corner and it's, they can hear it and see it. They just like mesmerized staring at it till it goes away. Right. Or we stop right in front of the, uh, the candy store, get, get some candy or a popcorn. That's kind of usually where we end up parking it for the parade right there. Yeah. So that's always a fun way to wrap up the night. 
maybe at the end of that, if you want to race and have one more shot of Space Mountain, go oh, for Thun- it. Thunder Mountain at night. Oh yeah, I forgot that that was something that you really loved. Yeah, yeah. That Bruce and I are always kind of uh, trying to <laughs> coordinate. You all right over there? Yeah. Did you hear me coughing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Sorry. Sorry, we can do. Whatever. I'm just getting over a cold, so. I know that's why this this show is a little bit late. I'm really. It's been a tough change of the seasons when we're in New England. You know, we go from 90 degree weather to 40 degree weather in the yeah. blink of an eye. Um, so yeah, definitely Thunder Mountain. I know I forget how nice that is at night. That's way better at night to me than during the day. Yeah, I agree. Just something I agree. about Actually, think... with those tunnels with the darkness and the lights. And if maybe you can happen to see it while wishes are going off, that's even better. I know. If you can plan it that way. Sometimes there's no planning, it just happens and Yeah, like the nighttime <laughs> is the only time I suggest running from ride to ride. <laughs> yeah. Like if it's like eight o'clock and it gets, or eight thirty and it's dark and you get off Thunder Mountain, it's almost closing time. You better run your butt over to Space Mountain as fast as you can. That's got to be your last ride after Big Thunder Mountain. I swear it has to do with Starbucks. Maybe maybe it does. Like our jolt of caffeine and the kids, like usually they have like a hot chocolate or something or (laughs) everybody's like wired up. All this energy at night. It's hilarious. So yeah, definitely. You know, if you have small kids, you're probably not going to make it that late. Um, which is fine. You know, if you have small kids, I would say under the age of like seven, I would say break up your magic kingdom day by going back to your resort and taking a break or doing what we say. And like, don't run from ride to ride. Take, you know, 20, 30 minute breaks in between the days after an hour or two of going ride from ride, take a 30, 45 minute break and just, you know, go on, uh, Tom Sawyer's Island, sit on the rocking chairs, let your kids kind of play in the playground there for a little bit. And it's, you're not walking all over the place. You're kind of contained in one area and you can relax and then take a break, you know, go to the hall of presidents, walk around that, see that a little bit, take schedule three or four different breaks throughout your day. You'll find that you're, you last way longer in the day without getting cranky and miserable. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever get cranky? I don't think you ever get cranky and miserable. No, I know what I'm doing now. Okay, that's right. 27 trips later, I know what I'm doing. Awesome. All right, is that going to do it, Connie? Yeah, I think that we went through a lot of it. I hope I didn't over. I, I hope I didn't overwhelm everybody because I feel like I did. No, I think that you laid out a good plan. And if anybody, I think that these, it's not like you know, this is our, this is our perfect day. It doesn't mean it's going to be your perfect day. Right. But, you know, we just kind of after going so many times, these are the things that we've learned that help us have a better day and not only a better day, but make it happier longer. Absolutely. So uh, if you have any questions about this, obviously you can find us at unlockingthemagic.com. There you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, if you have an email, you can email us at info at unlockingthemagic.com. If you have any questions about this episode or a suggestion for a future episode, what else do you have to add for that, Connie? I want everybody to head over to our website where they can find our ultimate, well, my ultimate packing list. Um, there I have created this awesome list. I think it's pretty awesome. It's a cool list that I've come up with with the many times that I have, we have gone to Disney. And at, I think it was like our third or fourth trip, I came up with this list that really helps planning and packing and getting everything that I need done for a great vacation. We've had a few people add uh, suggest stuff that they noticed we didn't have on there that they have on their packing list too. So we'll uh, add those on there. 
Oh, that's great. See, you know what? I don't care how many times you go, you always find new things and new suggestions to add. And I love it. I keep those ideas coming. I love it. And if you, we mentioned this in this episode about some books or audio books. If you want to head over to audibletrial.com forward slash magic, we teamed up with Audible to give you a free audio book download and a 30 day free trial. So any book that we mentioned on this episode or that you see on the website for this episode, this is going to be episode number 22. Uh, head over to unlockingthemagic.com forward slash 22 and you can click on the button there to download your free audiobook awesome and if you could go over to iTunes one last thing give us a review on iTunes that would be great um, you know whatever review you want to give us if you hate us give us a five star review or whatever <laughs> if you love us five if you hate us five yeah I don't want to tell you what kind of stars to give us but give us a review on iTunes whether you you know like us or not hopefully you like us that's why we say it at the end of the show. Because if you made it this long, hopefully you're enjoying these episodes. That is very true. All right, we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody.